0: Welcome to Done with Debauchery, a podcast hosted by Keisha and Denise, two friends who share intimate conversations about alcohol and drug use, struggling with sobriety, and our personal paths to wellness. Hi. Hi. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm just peachy over here. Wonderful. So it is Monday afternoon. We just did a live non-alcoholic drink tasting at my place. So I think we're feeling a little jacked up on caffeine right now. It was a cold brew coffee with lemon fizz.
1: Definitely. I'm not
0: not sure how that was like a non-alcoholic beverage. Is that like a
1: a spin on an espresso martini in a can like you could take to the park?
0: Oh, I mean, it could be. We got it from this really cute store in Montreal that only sells non-alcoholic drinks. So I guess I just labeled it as when it's just a regular drink. (laughs) Shout out to Apro Zero. Delicious. Um, So welcome back to another episode of Done With Debauchery. Today, we are going to be talking about pink clouding also known as the pink cloud syndrome. So this is a term that was first introduced by Alcoholics Anonymous. A Healthline defines this pink cloud as a stage of early addiction recovery that involves feelings of euphoria and elation. When you're in this phase, you feel confident and excited about recovery. There's no definitive timeline when it comes to pink clouding. Some people feel the effects within days of starting recovery, while others experience it in a few weeks. How long it lasts is similarly inconsistent. Some people experience it for weeks. Others find that the effects last for several months.
1: I really like the term honeymoon phase uh, to really like sum up that definition because I think that's something that a lot of people can understand and relate, relate with. It's just like, you know, or like, that mentality when you like start a new fitness program or a new diet and you're like gung-ho right out of the
0: gate. Yeah, definitely a honeymoon phase, like an early relationship when everything Pumped is, up with yeah. all the emoti- motivation to like change your life in this newfound way. Everything's easy. It's fun. It just seems to be flowing. But then when that wears off, you're sort of forced to see that person or now with this pink cloud syndrome yourself in a new light that maybe substances have been numbing for quite some time.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, personally, I have yet to experience this pink cloud state. I can confirm that I have not been elated <laughs> since I have completely removed alcohol from my life. And when I think in the past over the numerous times where I've been abstaining, none of those times... I have I experienced the pink cloud? I went into it thinking I was going to feel amazing and every day I was going to, like, jump out of bed and do 35 backflips and just be, like, so excited about life. The reality is is that I do not. And some days I wake up feeling like ass and have a shitty sleep and just, like, don't feel good. And some days I feel great, which is kind of like the ebb and flow of life. W- what do you think?
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't think that I've felt the pink cloud syndrome. I feel like for myself those first days or even two weeks of cutting out alcohol is almost the opposite of a euphoria. Like I can feel very irritable, overly emotional, (laughs) more irritable than usual, very emotional and almost like a little bit of a hopelessness that it's so hard to make this change and still not feeling solidified in my decision. And it's almost after like a two week point that I do start to feel happy that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but By no means is it a euphoria.
1: No, no. Like, what's the opposite of euphoria? I think depression. (laughs) (laughs) I think that, yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's like, it feels like almost... It's like a like an ongoing struggle mm-hmm. to stay committed to the not like the not drinking like the thoughts the negotiation like a lot of the things that come up um like the psychological aspects are like just ongoing and you're just like you know if it's like a voice sitting on your shoulder you're just like fuck are you still here today like yeah. just shut the fuck up and leave me alone like it's just like like that constant kind of like badgering that that goes on um that in, devil your mind. and angel yeah like it's just always there and i think as time goes on uh, it feels like that like push um or that like voice chirping in your ear is like is is lesser available um i have to say like overall though i do feel like i'm more i have a more calm and peaceful and stable state of mind mm-hmm. but i don't know that that really translates into joy optimism and an excitement it just feels like i'm a- better able to handle uh cha- like the the highs and lows like i'm not i'm not swinging it's not it's not like those are not present for me but i'm not swinging with the highs and lows the way that i would be when i'm um drinking
0: regularly yeah I definitely feel a big difference overall in things like my confidence my anxiety levels my sleep schedule and just my ability to function when stressful situations come up but I don't think that that is like something that has to do with a pink cloud I think it has to do with my nervous system like regulating itself the longer I abstain from alcohol the better I feel overall and what I think is like pretty significant about the pink cloud is that it's a temporary euphoria and then there's almost like a crash at the end when reality hits and you're forced to reevaluate your emotional state again and sort of pick up the pieces like that honeymoon phase is over and now like the hard work starts whereas i feel like when i'm going through it that hard work is always ongoing i've been in therapy i've been learning these coping skills like healthier methods to regulate myself that when I am cutting out alcohol all those tools are really just so much more at the surface
1: yeah i completely agree with you and i think there are so many factors like that play into somebody's life like were they physically addicted to alcohol how much therapy or personal work have they done previously do they have concurrent uh, mental health issues like an eating disorder or a per? like have they been diagnosed with bpd or or something else like what is their, you know, their their current financial status? Like, how many other stressors do they have going on in their life? Yeah. Um. And and it's it seems really hard to differentiate what would be, you know, a pink cloud effect and then moving more towards what sounds like almost to me a depressive episode. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you differentiate one from the other when there's so many other social psychological environmental factors that play into uh labeling somebody as like a pink cloud versus a depressive disorder
0: yeah and i think that that's maybe a decision that everyone going through the process can make for themselves like maybe for some people those feelings of optimism and euphoria at the beginning are really helpful and they do need that push to even just get to a place Mm. where they're able to let go of that substance for a period of time but i think it is really important that when you are looking at sobriety like putting something like a ticking clock on the good that you're feeling can be really harmful. I think like you're always waiting for that other shoe to drop and that feel that good feeling to be taken away from you.
1: Yeah. I think you said something really important there is that, that like waiting for, you know, that, that other shoe to drop or like from the ground to be pulled out from Mm -hmm. underneath you. And I think when you're regularly using substances, that, happens to you often because you're often not in control of your actions and so you may already be patterned to think that like something bad's gonna happen and and I do think that that really sets people up to self-sabotage because then at least you're in control of what you know the when things go wrong versus not.
0: Yeah and it's almost I don't want to say an excuse to go back to using but it's a lot easier to justify if you're feeling so good for a month and a half and then all of a sudden you feel like shit it's like what's even the point then like it it, it's to me it makes it seem like it's going to be a lot easier to go back to your other choices
1: I agree I agree and I guess one of the more harmful or worrisome pieces of the pink cloud effect is that it sets people up to think that the process is going to be easy which leads them to be unprepared when when things may change um you know when a, a stressful life circumstance comes up Or you maybe put yourself in an environment that you know that's triggering for you you're not ready
0: for you're not
1: ready for it because everything's felt easy breezy up and up until that point but i i think you also said like as you mentioned you've done therapy for many years as have i and i think we've both done a fair amount of of personal development work in addition to that and i think a lot of that work also you you have a lot of tools in your toolkit in terms of how like how to deal with things as they come up versus somebody that maybe just starting to kind of work on themselves and the first step is that they're you know they're they're trying to get sober. So they may not have like that muscle built the same way that yeah. that you and I do. Yeah. Cuz I actually feel like I'm better at using the tools that I have available to me when I've when I'm sober obviously instead of um
0: yeah, because you're you're more in touch with your emotions. You're able to regulate a little better, so you actually can take that minute and step back from the situation and assess. Okay, how is this making me feel? What is it bringing up for me? Instead of just responding in the moment and really just reacting.
1: Mhm. Exactly. Like you're almost you're almost able to have like an objective viewpoint and yeah. observe what's going on instead of just like you know being at the at the mercy of your of your reactions.
0: Yeah. So do you think that? a fear of the pink cloud syndrome is something that someone who is considering getting sober should take into effect? Like, should they let it influence their decision to even try? Absolutely not. I think, you know, this is a
1: a long game, you know, you're in it for the long haul. So I think it'd be really naive to to think that, you know, it's, you know, kind of set and forget within that first few weeks or months or whenever, you know, there's that that onset. But I do think that it's important, especially for people that may be experiencing physical addiction, to be educated on the subject so that if it is something that they experience and they resonate with, that they're not just like totally blindsided by it. And that's where I really feel like the damage can can come into play here is that if you don't understand what's going on and you start to have those really dramatic changes in your outlook on life, A, they can be like very dangerous and I think self-destructive if you go into a, you know, a a major depressive episode. But it's like, I find for me, it's always really helpful to understand what's going on from an analytical kind of book-based scientific perspective, it allows me space to have much more self-compassion.
0: And understanding for what's going on. And to know that your body's immediate reaction, like whether that is like fight, flight, freeze, or like feign death, those sort of automatic responses, that is normal. And just to learn how to recognize them and bring your body back into a space where you can actually address those and take care of yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really important for people that work in you know, the addiction or the counseling space to be like communicating people that ebbs and flows in life are are part of the natural process. And that like, you know, that, that you really need to be building up your skill set on on how you can objectively deal with them. And I think that, you know, you want to make people aware of the pink cloud, but it's also not definitively something that that you'll experience. So But it is 100% certainty that you are going to have good days and bad days as every Mm. single human in the human experience does. Yeah. One of the concepts I really liked the idea of was this pink cloud self in times of struggle. So for me, it was very similar to that concept of connecting with your future self or some people would uh, call that connecting with your higher self. And it's just this idea of when you're feeling low or, you know, you're stressed or you're challenged, always just checking in with yourself to say, what would I feel or what would I choose to do in this circumstance or how would I choose to be if I was my pink cloud self and just kind of trying to channel and act from that place that you're unable to access or, you know, what would your future self do or your higher self do in that situation? And I, and I feel like that always helps kind of bring more aligned action uh, towards the person you're trying to become. And in this circumstance, you know, we're relating that back to um, sobriety. And that way you're also kind of able to embody that wisdom from
0: that emotional state that you, experienced previously yeah i really like that and i think that that's such a good way to look at it if you are someone who did experience that euphoria for the first couple weeks and now you're going through sort of a lull where you're not feeling a hundred percent to be able to look back on how you felt in those moments at your highest at your highest peak and your your largest amount of happiness It can really set, almost like be your own role model and look back at, you know that you're capable of getting there. It's just a matter of what can you do today to work towards getting back to that point.
1: Exactly. And I think, you know, when you're in a poor mood, like even being able to pull in 25% of the energy experience or remembrance of that feeling when you were in the pink cloud or, or is helpful. It's better than where you're that you're currently at at that state. So, I do feel like it's a really good
0: skill set to practice whether you're pink clouding or not. Yeah, and just reminding yourself to like this too shall pass and you've already been through the harder the hardest days probably. So, everything from here is a pink cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs>
1: So also online, you know, I noticed that um, some groups were labeled as being more at risk for this pink cloud effect, and those groups were women, lower income, and younger people. Do you have any thoughts on why those groups would be more susceptible?
0: I'm not sure, to be honest. My kind of immediate thought, and I don't know if everyone is going to like the way that I phrase this, but maybe like women are a little more in touch with their emotions mm-hmm. so we are a little more susceptible to to feeling those big feelings or at least being able to like maybe recognize them and usually i don't like to use blanket statements like that and i feel like it can be a little a little disparaging but i don't i don't know like what other factors could possibly Make you make you more susceptible to something like a pink cloud.
1: Yeah, I wonder how this those like those stats would compare to just like mental illness in general with those populations. Like, I do think uh, that lower income brackets are unfortunately um, more likely to have um, mental illness, probably just based on the fact that they're unable to get some of the support yeah. um, that they need. And it's interesting about younger people, though, but maybe that's just, like, you know, when you're 20, like, I feel like you can quickly change moods and feel really uh, on top of the world. Like you just don't have that same amount of of life experience under your belt. So I do remember my mood swinging much more drastically when when I was younger. And I wonder if there's just like a little less stability.
0: And I feel like that younger generation is also uh, very into that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling good, like you're going to ride that all the way to the top. But then at the same time, like, a minor inconvenience can feel so overwhelming.
1: Yes, exactly. Like some of the things that I used to react to were a- absolutely non issues uh, <laughs> when when I was younger. So I think that that is yeah a really a really good point as well. And I think you're also un unprepared uh, for how much work some things are as you get older and you have more life experience. Uh, I think you start to have a better understanding. Um, as you were saying, like it's not that instant gratification mm-hmm. attitude so much anymore, and you're a little bit. Bit more realistic about how much effort things take so do you feel like this pink cloud term i know we've talked a lot about labeling on a number of different episodes it seems to be like a theme that really runs through through it um so do you feel like it's
0: pink cloud is a, a good thing or a bad thing I don't think I really have an opinion, to be honest. I think like a lot of the things that we've talked about, if an individual can find value in labeling what they're experiencing and sort of putting a face to that name, it definitely can be beneficial Mm. in just recognizing what's going on. But there are certain like like the ticking time bomb of when is it going to end? I think that putting timelines and like adding that almost an additional layer of anxiety and like dread is not helpful in the long term. And that if you are going through something that is extremely positive and you're feeling good, just enjoy that moment, but also continue doing your daily tasks that are going to change your mindset and set you up for success when those hard days do come.
1: Yeah, and I think that was everything you just said there was you know, totally correct. Um, it's like have support and set yourself up when it feels easy so that you have all of that available to you when it's not right. Mm -hmm. Life is cyclical. There's always going to be ups and downs, whether it's the pink cloud or it's just like the ebbs and flows in life. Um, and, and the reality is, is that listen, change is hard, whether it's this change or any other change. And if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So get yourself prepared while it's feeling easy so that when times get a little bit tougher, you're you're
0: ready and you know you have your toolbox set up. It's hard to know definitively if you're experiencing a pink cloud. Personally, we don't feel like we've experienced this euphoria, but we'd love to hear from you if you believe you have. You can email us at donewithdebauchery at gmail.com or submit a form on our website, donewithdebauchery.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. This is
1: Denise and Keisha signing off on another episode of Done With Debauchery. If you liked what you heard, please share and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at Done With Debauchery. See you next time.